So once we are inside the niche, we need to know everything about that niche, how they speak, who are the VIPs, the famous people in the niche, and then come up with a new opportunity, a new service that has a completely different branding, a completely different presentation, and create a category of its own. This will allow us to set ourselves aside from the competition and be able to charge a price that is not of a commoditized product. Welcome to The Climb, where we will discuss how to transition from a regular 9 to 5 to owning and growing a thriving business. I'm Alberto Vedui and I'm currently on this amazing journey as well. I'm thrilled to share the valuable lessons, mistakes and secrets that we'll uncover along the way. Join me as we discover all the steps to unleash our full potential. Hello everybody, Alberto Vedovi here and in today's podcast we will discuss about how to identify our target market. So to start, uh, how do we go about identifying uh, uh, the perfect market for us? So there are four things that uh, we need to look at plus a fifth bonus one. Uh, This framework actually has been shared by Alex Ormosi in its uh, YouTube channel. Actually, I found it uh, very, very interesting and telling. Uh, If you want to read more about him, also he published a book called uh, $100 million Offers. And uh, in his book uh, lays out uh, an interesting framework to follow in order to choose uh, the market. So let's start. The four things that uh, we need to look for in a market are the following. The first one is to ensure that uh, the clients that we want to go after are currently in pain. The second is that these clients have the willingness and the ability to purchase. The third is that uh, the clients are easy to target. And the fourth one and the fourth one is that the market is currently growing. So let's unpack uh, each one of them and see what we need to look for in these indicators. So for uh, the pain one, so that the first indicator, we need to check uh, that actually our clients are not only wanting, but are desperately needing what we are offered. And this means that uh, our clients are deeply frustrated with the current solutions that the market proposes to solve their problems, and we come up with something new to address their frustrations. And uh, in this case, we will need to communicate very clearly the pain that the customers uh, are having, because uh, um, the point of a good persuasion is for our client or our prospect to feel understood. So the better he feels that we understand his problem, the better we will presume that our solution will be perfect for him. The second point is uh, to check that uh, our clients actually have the money to purchase uh, our goods and services, because if we are marketing to college uh, students, most likely they will not have the money to pay for our services, or at least uh, not all of them. It's much better to choose a cohort of clients that already are in possession of significant wealth so that uh, they are willing to trade money for the solution of the problem that we provide. The third one is uh, easy, they need to be easy to target, means that uh, our clients need to be congregated in a way or another. So they need to be either participating into Facebook groups or unions, or simply that they gather together in the same spot, or if they read uh, some specialized magazines, 
Uh, in any case, uh, the easier it is to target, the easier it would be for us to put our offer in front of them and uh, have less operational drag. And the fourth one is to check that the market is actually growing. So by doing that, uh, we can simply check on Google or other resources to assess that uh, the market is, is growing, especially the niche that we choose is growing. And this is the overarching framework. Just to operationalize it, please note that uh, there are just uh, three main markets, which are health, wealth, and relationships. Why these three markets are important? Because when there is a lack of any of the three, so a lack of wealth, of health, or relationship, we are deeply in pain, and therefore we are looking actively for a solution. The key of choosing which of the three we want to focus on will rely on our ability to provide value. And that's the fifth point uh, in this framework. So we need to choose those markets in which we personally, with our skills that we currently have, we provide the highest value to. And that's, and that's key. And so the basic uh, point uh, is to think about what we are good at regarding health, wealth, and relationships. So do an assessment, a skill assessment of ourselves to see where we stand in terms of the, our skills in these three areas. Then we need to think about who might value the service that we want to provide. So who uh, among all the clients is in the highest level of pain. And then we need to define which of these clients that are high, in high pain has the buying power to pay for the services that we want to provide at the price that we want to charge. And finally, we need to assess among those ones who are the ones that are easy to find and the congregate somewhere. Of course, uh, if we have skills in some area, so for example, in my case, I'm uh, working in the financial industry and before I was a consultant. So I will start focusing on the wealth side, but then I will also use uh, my previous uh, experiences or my family connections. For example, my father is a doctor. Uh, I can use uh, the fact that my father is a doctor to try to understand how to best serve uh, other doctors. So most likely what I will uh, do, but I, I will share with you in a different podcast, is to assess uh, how I can provide the most value to uh, either people that want to increase their wealth uh, through some uh, uh, specific submarket or how can I target specifically doctors and uh, practitioners. Just to put the right priorities, uh, please note that uh, having a starving crowd, so having a market that is deeply in need uh, of uh, your product, trumps the offer strength, so the kind of package that you build uh, around the product or service that you are selling, and also trumps the persuasion skills that you need to have, so your sales ability. Therefore, for us that we are starting and we need to develop both uh, our offer and our persuasion skill, it's fundamental to identify a market that is deeply in need for a new solution. And to give you a little bit more detail on how to drill down into the three different uh, core markets or desires, health, wealth, and relationship, I will now simply guide you through a little exercise that I find it very, very interesting and, and useful. So by starting with the three core desires, we need to ask ourselves the first question, which is uh, which of these three desires do we want to tackle? And which of these three desires our future customer 
are receiving in terms of benefit. So how our product is helping them uh, specifically in one of these three markets. Even if our product fits in more than one category, our marketing needs to be focused on one of these three main uh, desires. Otherwise, uh, we create uh, a confused customer and a confused customer never buys. So once we identify the which of the three big markets we want to tackle, uh, we can drill down a little bit and define the sub-markets. For example, in the health department, you can, I don't know, choose uh, a diet, nutrition, spirituality, strength training, weight loss, endurance training, these kind of um, sub-markets. For wealth, you can define the sub-market of personal finance, investing, real estate, sales, in terms of relationship, you can have uh, how to find uh, love, uh, dating advice, marriage advice, uh, how to find friends uh, or that share your same view of the world, that you can congregate, people that uh, push you to become better. And to define the various submarkets, we can ask ourselves a set of questions, like uh, what are the other submarkets that uh, my potential clients are currently tap into to solve their core desire and in which submarket my product and service might fit into. And in order to ensure that we are picking the correct uh, supermarket, uh, we need to, again, ask ourselves some questions, starting with the first one, which is uh, if uh, our potential clients can be excited to try this new opportunity that we will present to them in order to solve their issue. Another one is that uh, if there are irrationally passionate people inside this market, so for example, we will check if there are communities online, forums, etc. If this market has its own vocabulary, if they are congregating events, or if there are other experts and, and gurus that uh, are currently uh, famous in this uh, sub-market. And of course, we need to check if they are able to purchase our goods and services. Once we focus on one of these sub-markets, we need to decide which niche we will play into. So how to identify a niche. So we check in the sub-market, for example, if we want to provide a service uh, such as, I don't know, weight loss in the under the health uh, core market. We will have weight loss for women, weight loss for couples, weight loss for old people, weight loss for new moms, weight loss for college students. So we will try to specify exactly the target audience that we want to serve with our product and service. And in order to identify all the niches, of course, we can ask ourselves the same question that we asked before with the submarkets, which is, for example, what are all the niches inside the submarket that I want to target? Um, a trick here that is suggested by Russell Bronson uh, in his book, Expert Secrets, is to create a category king. So once we are inside the niche, we need to know everything about that niche, how they speak, who are the VIPs, the famous people in the niche, and then come up with a new opportunity, a new service that has a completely different branding, a completely different presentation, and create a category of its own. This will allow us to set ourselves aside from the competition and be able to charge a price that is not of a commoditized product. So the question here will become, uh, what is the new category that we can create then that can become a category king? And the goal of this exercise is to create something completely new that stands out and solve the problem from our clients. Once we define all this, 
we have uh, to be conscious that our marketing will be uh, directed to let's say red ocean market where the competition is very intense and we will pull some of those clients away from this competitive market to our new blue ocean that we created with the new category where we will have no competition in order to do that we need to know that there are three different kind of customers in this uh, pre-existing niche the first one is the diehard so someone that is very happy about the product that they are using so much that uh, they are wearing the brand uh, of uh, the person providing them the solution and these people will not move because uh, in order to move them you will need to change their identity and it's not something that comes very easy the second one uh, will be the satisfied customers and in this case the satisfied customer are using the product they are satisfied with the solution that they provide and also the results that they receive just that they're not uh, loving it they're not raving fans the issue here is that uh, if we need to convince these people we usually need to have uh, either a price or a value benefit that makes sense for them. We will notice them when you will try to sell and these people will try to bargain with you and uh, come with you only when you are offering something at a lower price than the competition. And the last group of people is actually where the gold is and these are the frustrated ones. Uh, The ones that are using the product and they hate it. They cannot stop to tell you how much they hate the product that they're using. They tell you immediately that they are suffering, even if you don't ask them. And to win uh, these uh, frustrated people, we will need to, first of all, find them, uh, gaining their trust. So set ourselves as a trusted person and advisor or expert, and then give them a little bit of education about the new opportunity. As they are really looking for an alternative solution to their problem, they will be the first one to come in our net. Of course, to present ourselves as a new category and something completely different from what uh, is currently in the market, we have two strategies in our offer. The first one would be to have a competitive positioning, so which means that uh, we can use something that uh, already the market knows and throw rock at them, say that uh, we are better, we are not that thing. An interesting story that comes to mind is uh, the marketing of Dove, where they included the nourishing component into their soap. And in their marketing, it's basically, they say, it's not soap, it's Dove. And uh, since the market knows already what the soap is, then say, but what the heck is Dove? And then they will uh, receive the information after that, and they will see that they have a new category of soap. And the second approach is uh, the complementary approach, where uh, you create a product that is complementary to something that is existing in the market. And an example of this uh, market positioning is uh, an orange producer in the past that created the orange extractor just to say that the orange juice is fundamental for the breakfast routine of everybody due to the vitamin C. And by creating this juice extractor, you could sell orange to new customers. So by creating a complementary product of your core offer, it presents yourself as something completely different and will improve your market positioning as well. So an interesting assignment that we can do is to find 20 to 30 gurus that are already in the market, consume everything of what they produce and everything that they need to teach, and then figure out how we can position ourselves to have a unique spot in this ecosystem. And to start a business quite successfully, we need to understand what is the history of the market that we are entering into, what is the competitive landscape, and how we are going to fit in that ecosystem. Once we know that, we can identify the frustrated customers 
and start to market directly them where they are congregated. So that's all for today's podcast. And in the next ones, I will share what are the results of my own assessment. So maybe you can see how to operationalize these theoretical points. But for now, thank you for listening. And remember, act as the person you aspire to become. Ciao.